At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Three, two, one. Hey, welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast, Saturday Strong Edition. Steve Johnson here along with Minnesota Tim Parachka. And uh, it's, Tim, I've seen you, you. You've been tweeting a little bit about the Timberwolves. Oh, my word. Don't even get me started on that. They are the first team in NBA history to blow two double-digit leads entering the fourth quarter in a single playoff series. They lost a 26-point lead against the Memphis Grizzlies in Game 3, and they lost a 13-point lead against the Memphis Grizzlies in Game 5. Now they trail three games to two with Game 6 at Target Center on Friday night at 8 p.m. If you want to hear more about my take, go follow the Minnesota Tim Podcast and listen to the Minnesota Tim Podcast. I'm posting podcasts three days a week. Are you a hater of the Minnesota Timberwolves just because you didn't get that announcer's job? Or <laughs> uh, is this is this some really in-depth analysis of why? How can they lose such big leads? This is real in-depth analysis. Okay, yeah. okay, good. I'm, I'm good. not I'm messing a, around I'm... with this analysis. I am fired up. I am more fired up on the Minnesota Tim podcast than I've ever been in the history of my podcast. Okay. How are can they big... lose such big leads? Because they are playing selfishly. They are making turnovers offensively, and they can't get an, uh, a defensive rebound to save their life. This one player for the Grizzlies had eight or nine offensive rebounds alone just in the fourth quarter. One player. Really? Tell you what. Yeah, typically offensive rebounds is not a big deal in the NBA anymore. It's just they almost concede the rebound to the – if they don't make it, they concede the rebound to the defensive team. and. Uh, so offensive rebounds pretty damn good. How was that change from your time with the San Diego Conquistadors? Well, I could see this was many, many years ago. This was probably, whoa, Tim, we're talking 45, 50 years ago, 45 years ago, 45 to 48 years ago. The game has hit, started changing. It wasn't a team game any longer. It was a one-on-one game with eight guys watching is what it was. That's basically what it is now. You've got some passing offenses and stuff but uh i mean when it comes right down to it now they've got some great pass great athletes now much much better athletes than they used to be uh these guys can move basketball is perhaps one of the most physical games i've ever been around i i've been on the sidelines of a nfl football game i've been uh 
obviously I've been inside the ropes of the PGA Tour. Being underneath the basket at an NBA game or an ABA game, I was ABA, American Basketball Association, ball boy. You know that. It's well documented. Of course. It is a violent, violent sport. I mean, these guys have no pads on. They're in great shape. They're fast. Tearing ACLs. I mean, I saw a guy make a cut one time and tore the bottom out of his shoe. It's unbelievable how how quick and how these guys change directions, how much they hang on each other, how physical it is. I don't even see how a guy can can defend another player as good as they are now. And and we saw that last night. I watched uh, last night the Mavs won their series with the Utah Jazz. And Luka Doncic is perhaps one of the best players I've ever seen in my life. They they said, hey, this Jim, uh, uh, what what is it, uh, the guy that coaches the Mavericks now, uh, Jason Kidd, how great he was. Not even close, not even close to Luka Doncic. Yeah, Luka's a great player. No doubt about it. I don't like how he whines and complains a lot, but uh, but I'm a whiner. I, I reserve the right to whine and complain today because I had a big weekend planned last weekend after we, we left the podcast. Yeah. Remember the uh, we Dallas had the, the celebrity PGA, tournament, right? Right. It was a PGA Tour Seniors was was in town. It was a celebrity event. Tony Romo was there doing well. I told everyone I was going to go out and watch Hall of Famer Mark Amir. I was really looking forward to it. So on Sunday, uh, I had my day all planned out. I one of my guys that maintenance guys gets off. So I well, obviously got to give a guy a day off. Don't you, Tim? Of course. You got to give a guy a day off. Give a guy a day off. Relax. Relax. Yeah, him. I give did. Him some, give him a reward. So I assumed his position on the mowers and did the mowing, did the prep, prep work. And, uh, I was looking forward to going at about nine thirty, ten o'clock, going to a uh, Las Colinas country club to watch Marco Mira warm up. Supposed to tee off at twelve something, and so I'm on my my triplex, my five gang mower, uh, just mowing away, cleaning it up, and I look on the the PGA Tour app, and they moved the tee times up. Wow, Marco Mira was already on the golf course. What? And I thought, oh crap! Well, you don't have to see everything all shot, do you? No, but I mean, by the time I could get out there, I couldn't. I couldn't leave here. Till about 11. By the time I could get out there, he was going to be almost done. And I thought, man, the PGA Tour screwed me again. They were worried about thunderstorms. There's a small chance of thunderstorms that day on Sunday. It didn't rain until 7 o'clock that evening, and it totally screwed my day up. Hmm. I wanted to go watch Mark Amira. So that's how the PGA Tour screwed you? Yes. the PGA Tour screwed you? Yes. Well, did you see some Mark Amira shots? Never. What? They, they didn't show. They didn't show my, I didn't go. Why didn't you go? You can still because, watch them. But you know, I would have. I would have driven all the way out there, tried to find parking, and get out there. And Mark, Mark saying, "Hey, you know what? I, I got to catch a flight, man." Uh, just well, did you finish. forget that the um, PGA Tour rounds last about four and a half hours? Not the PGA Tour seniors, man. They're they're in and out. I mean, they are fast. Are they? Yeah, because they. Some guys have caddies like they do on the PGA Tour. So if a guy has a caddy, he can ride in a cart. The player can ride in the cart. Caddy has to walk. One of the two are in a cart almost every time. Very seldom do you see 
the player in the caddy walk. And those guys walk very fast. They played that round in about three hours and 40 minutes. And he, he was out of it. Mark wasn't playing that well. Uh, he ended up coming in like 50th place, 40th place, something like that. I was really looking forward to going out and seeing him. Hadn't seen him in a while. And, uh, but I did get a chance to see some of the tournament on television because they did broadcast it on the Golf Channel. And so I, I want to talk about that a little bit because there are some b- great parallels between what you see in amateur golf and what you see in professional golf. Mm. Great, great parallels. Uh, how to develop your game, how to continue to push the limit on, on how good you can get. And uh, I'm looking forward to talking about that. But it's not all about me. It's, it's I have about a question. you, too. I have a question, okay. a bigger question. So okay. you talked about mowing the lawn and you talked about then, you know, the PGA Tour screwing you because they moved up the tee time so you can go watch Mark Ramirez play. The biggest question I have is after you mowed the lawn, there's nothing like a man in his lawnmower, okay? Did you stand on the tee with your hands in your pockets? You took a d- big deep breath in and said, I did a good job today. Well, you know, yeah, it's funny you say that, Tim, because that is part of that. That's that's one of the great parts about maintaining something, landscaping, what what you do. I mean, if you're painting a room, but mowing grass and seeing it, this grass right now is growing. I've got perennial rye, which is a great rye grass on the tee, and uh, Poe trivialis on the greens. And in the mornings, when the sun's coming up, and you're mowing that grass, it goes from shaggy to just tightly cut. Mm. Man, it is satisfying. I, I tell you what, I'm serious. And it, I'm, I'm, I'm being serious too. It's satisfying to look back and say, hey, you know what? Man, that's a, I did, I did a good job. Or you know what? I could have, my lines could have been tighter. I could have had yeah. tighter lines, could have had better stripes. But nonetheless, after you get done admiring the work, then the work starts because you got to clean the equipment. If you yeah. don't clean your equipment, uh, the blades don't stay sharp, you know, lap running the the reels in reverse to 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 uh semi sharpen putting the back lapping fluid on washing down your equipment putting it to bed you know they don't talk call it, I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna put the equipment away i'm gonna put it to bed mm-hmm. that's what superintendents say are there any feelings comparable to the feeling with with a with a man and his lawn i mean i i get that feeling too we, we have we're, we're, we live in the city and we have 0.41 acres, which is rare for mm-hmm. living in a city. We're living in the back of a cul-de-sac. It's perfect. We have more lawn than any of our neighbors. We have 0.41 acres. And when okay. I get done mowing the lawn, we haven't mowed the lawn yet, but last year I had mowed the lawn several times before the winter hit. I just look out the window, take that deep breath, Steve, and just appreciate the good work that I've done. It's satisfying. You know, and and. The lawn is not just to look at. You go back there, you have little barbecues back yeah. there. Uh, pretty soon your son or daughter will be playing out there. I mean, it's uh, you're starting a whole different chapter of your life. And uh, I'm proud of you, man. You, you, guys you. Are doing, you guys are doing good. You and Haley, uh, you didn't mess around. You dated. You got the second date. You got married. You got the baby. You got the, uh, you got the house. 2.1 kids. Not yet, but you've got uh, you've got about 0.8 kids right now because your your child is in the oven and almost going to be uh, almost popping out, huh? Thirty six weeks pregnant. We've uh, decorated the baby room a little bit this week with Noah's Ark. 
Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Noah. Very yeah. Good. Very yeah, good. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. Well, should we take our first break, come let's back, talk a little other, other stuff? Yeah, well, when we come back, let's talk about uh, what we can learn from these tour players. And regardless of what level you are, you can apply this to your game. It's going to help you. All right, everyone, go to HaneyUniversity.com, get a golf lesson from someone that coached a bunch of tour players, and get better at golf today. Sign up for a golf lesson with Hank Haney. Go to HaneyUniversity.com. He's got a studio at his house. He's got all the goodies, celebrity green, indoor simulator, an outdoor area where you can hit 55-yard shots. And maybe Hank will even let you skate on his ice rink and play pickleball. We'll be right back on the Hank Haney Podcast. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Welcome back to the Hank Haney Podcast, Saturday Strong Edition. Uh, first segment's in the books. The PGA screwed me again. If you want to hear it, you got you to rewind. But uh, we want to learn about, regardless of how, how good a golfer you are, how bad a golfer you are, there's things that we can learn from the pros. And Earl Woods is one of, one of the best teachers. He's, he's passed away now. You know that, Tim. Yes, but Earl Woods, uh, Hank always pointed to Earl Woods as the as a great coach, and Earl Woods's formula was he's got some books out about it, but Earl Woods's formula was he let Tiger play at a level that he could he could compete to win every time. It doesn't wouldn't say that he was going to win every time, but he was at a level where he could have won every time, because you can't discount the 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 learning process of winning. A lot of the parents that, uh, and a lot of the players that I know want to get to higher levels right away. They want to, they want to get, whether they're, whether they can compete at that level or not, Tim, they want to get to the level that, that they feel, uh, not necessarily comfortable at, but they feel like, Hey, I deserve to be at this level. I'm, I'm, I'm practicing a lot. I want to play in the high amateur level, or 
I'm practicing. I played in college. I want to play on a, on the tour. But what people don't realize is they're not ready to play on the tour. They don't have the skills to play on the tour. Uh, we have a lot of junior golfers that we help and their parents want to get them to the highest levels of junior golf. Well, they're not ready. So take, take it from Earl Woods, Earl Woods, have them play it at a level where they can compete to win. Doesn't say that they're going to win every time, but they're going to, they are, they have the skills to compete. They could win every time at that level. Then occasionally you let that player, you know why you do that, Tim? What's that? You know why why is you that? Skip? Because there's nothing that there's a substitute for winning mm. for the feelings that you get, regardless of what level you're playing at the feelings of, Coming down the stretch, two or three holes left. You've got to make putts. You can't make mistakes. You've got the nerves going. You're nervous. Uh, you don't know what's going to happen. You hope you win. Those type of feelings. Once you can overcome the nervousness, not to say that you're never going to be not nervous. Even Jordan Spieth talks about, hey, you know, that's what we play for, to be nervous. Doesn't mean you can't execute. But finishing out a golf tournament, finishing out a round of golf. If you can do that, you're learning some great skills. You've got to win. In order to win at the highest levels, you've got to win at the levels below that highest level. Hmm. Agree or disagree? I completely agree. Okay. So, so wait, with, hold on. Let me, let me think about that a little bit longer. To win at the highest level, you have to win at smaller levels first at lower levels. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't mean you need to win all the time at lower levels, but you, the more you can win. What about a the, top five? Nah, that's all right. But winning, winning is, uh, if you want to win at the highest levels, you've got to win at the levels that lead to the highest level. So are you saying you can't win at the highest level unless you win at a lower level? Are you saying a top no. five isn't enough? I'm not saying that you can't. I mean, cause there's, there are some guys that have won, on the PGA tour that didn't win a college tournament. Yeah. You know, there are guys that went on the PGA tour that were not college all Americans. Yeah. And that's my question. That was, that was what I'm, I'm talking about sure. individual, individual development and play. If you can win, no matter what level it's helping you progress to the next level. And I would take okay. that take one step further. I would say in order to win at the highest level consistently, you have to win at lower levels because you're not going to see a guy that didn't win in college or didn't win in high school or didn't win playing amateur events and then go on to the PGA Tour and just dominate everybody. Right, you don't typically no. see that. No, no, that's that's exactly right. So that leads us to what I saw on television, the Club Core Classic, which was the celebrity event along with the PGA Tour seniors, the champions. Tony Romo was leading going into the last round. I think he was leading... Almost, I mean, Annika Sorenstam was in there. Marty Fish was uh, another amateur that's a good player. Um, they were in the last group, Marty Fish and Tony Romo. Tony Romo, I, I'm, I'm just going to sketch this out for you so you can understand. Tony Romo is a good golfer. Tony Romo takes it seriously. We talked about that last week. He treats golf like a job. When he's going to play, when he's going to tee off with his buddies, Will Zelatoris and Scotty Scheffler and the guys that he gambles with here in Dallas, he gets there like at 830 in the morning. He does his training. He does his workout. He does his stretches. He gets his nutrition, takes a shower. He suits up and he's ready to roll. He's ready to play. They play for money. Competition and having something on the line are good. If you can win doing that, that's that's a just like winning at a, in a tournament. So anyway, so 
Tony Romo's playing well. He's played in a bunch of PGA Tour events, uh, Corn Ferry events, never made the cut one. Not not one cut made, Tim. Hmm. Very discouraging. Yeah. But Tony Romo sees himself as a champion. So he goes into the last hole of this tournament. It's a 54-hole tournament. The last hole of this tournament, Tim, he's it's a Stableford system scoring. So you get uh, you know, points, two points for a birdie, one point for a par. Minus one point for uh, a bogey, and he's winning by three. The last hole is a par five. It's a 500 and something odd par five. Uphill, downwind. Tony Romo's long. He's reachable in two. So he gets up there. He knocks his drive down the center of the fairway. He has 240 yards left to, to get to the green in two. Now, if he makes par on this hole, he's, there's no way he can lose unless the guy makes an eagle. So Tony Romo decides he's going to go for it. Mm. Now, just like in most tour events, they have stands behind the 18th green. So if you blow it into stands, if you hit the ball into the stands, you get a drop right next to the green. That's nice. Yeah, for free. No, no penalty. So you should uh, miss long than short. Yes. If you're going to miss, you need to miss long. So on the front right of the green, it's uphill. There's a lake. So Tony gets up there, he selects his club. His guy has already hit his opponent, Marty Fish, who's three up on, hits it and hits it back into the stands. Mm. So he, Marty's going to get a free drop. Tony gets up there, hits a good, pretty good shot. It's, it's hanging to the right a little bit. It hits up by the green and it rolls back down the hill, Tim, and it rolls into the water. Oh, and he's up three? He's up by three. On 18. Again, again if you make... If he Tony Romo makes par, he is winning this tournament. Mm. If he makes so, bogey, he's probably winning this tournament. Well, listen to the rest of the story. Oh, Marty Fish would have to make an eagle, right? No, just uh, Marty. If Marty Fish makes birdie and Tony makes bogey, but he said he's up three. He's up three. So if Tony Romo makes bogey, it's minus one. Yes. Marty Fish makes birdie, it's plus two. That's a difference of three, Tim. A birdie's one and a bogey's no, one. No, birdie's two. Oh, in this champion store. This, yeah, yes, yes. Okay. So there's a difference of three. If Marty Fish makes birdie and Tony Romo makes bogey, that's three, a difference of three. They get tied. They're tied. Okay, so the okay, scoring system's a little different. Yeah, I mean, so to listen, listen up here. I'm listening. Take out a pen and paper and uh, jot it down here. <laughs> okay, so... Tony Romo takes a drop, knocks it up there. Marty Fish pitches his ball up there, ends up making the putt. Tony Romo misses. They're tied. They go into extra holes. Ugh. That is a huge mistake that Tony Romo made. Okay, so here's what Tony Romo could have done. He hit his drive out there. He is 240 yards from the hole. He could have laid up way short of the – I mean, you want to avoid hazards. This is one of Hank's three – Keys to better golf, right? Three putt, no three putts, no penalty shots, no two chips. Yeah. So you got to avoid the water. You got to take the six. You got to take the bogey out of the equation. So after he hit his drive, he could have hit a wedge up there, knocked another wedge on the green, two putted, and won. That would have been a great lesson for Tony. Hey, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm doing what I need to do to win. 
I've got to win. Winning is a positive. No matter what level it's at, the winning is important. But what Tony Romo could have been going through his head, Tim, was, you know what? I'm winning by three. I'm a better golfer. At some point, at the levels I want to play at, I'm going to need to make birdie on this hole in order to win this tournament. So I'm going to pretend that I'm, uh, I'm playing in a PGA Tour event, and I've got to, not a PGA Seniors event, but a PGA Tour event, and I need to make birdie to, to win this hole. He created a scenario that he would have to continue to push himself. We got one hole left, Tim. We yeah. got two shots and two putts left. Mm. And so this is very typical of a Tony Romo. This is could be this could be why this guy was a talented quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. This could have been why this, this, flashback mind, this, this kind of mindset. The, yeah, know? this kind of type of mindset that it sabotages a, something that could be a tremendous positive for his career, for his next career, the, the career that he wants as, as a top-level golfer. But he, he sabotages himself with this, this artificial type of, of scenario that he may have painted for himself that I need. No, I, I don't want to win by three. I want to win by five. Hmm. It's, it's not difficult. worth winning if you don't win big. If yeah, anyone understands well, I mean, that movie but, reference, I applaud you severe, a, a lot. Yeah, but winning, winning is, is everything. So you've yeah. got to do what you need to do to win. Uh, don't put undue pressure on yourself to, to prove some type of point and put yourself at risk like Tony did. So to make a long story short, they go to the first playoff hole. The first playoff hole is the 18th hole. They play it again. They both hit drives. Uh, it's semi down the middle. I think Tony was a little bit to the right. Tony hits his next shot, trying to hit the green again in two. Knocks it, flares it off to the right, hits it in the water, loses, comes again? in second. Comes in, in second place. Again? Yeah. He had the tournament won, and he managed to make some stupid decisions. Back-to-back water balls. Are yes. you kidding me? Yes. And, wow. and Yeah. I mean, it just doesn't, doesn't make any sense at all. And it doesn't surprise me that that's, that could be why he's never made a cut on the PGA Tour. The guy's got the talent. He's got the work ethic. He's got the distance. There's uh, more than that. So what I mean, we can, but well, what we can learn from this, I mean, regardless of what level, play the smart plays, like Hank talks about. Take the penalty shots out. Hit a club where there's no way you can get to that water. Knock it up there, then knock it on the green and two putt, and you win. I mean, that's it's just really stupid. It's so frustrating because I see people do that all the time. They try to hit the shots, Tim, that they think a better player would hit. Well, they there's attempt- no feeling like hitting one of those shots. There isn't, but there, there is, there's no feeling like winning. Mm, there's true. no feeling like winning. When you piss away a win, man, it, it, it's, it sticks in you. I mean, he was up there smiling and congratulating Marty Fish for winning and all that, but he's got to be thinking, what in the hell just happened to me? Another time that I just, I, I had it, I had it by the gonads, and I let it slip away. One one area I'm working on in my golf game, and this is relatable to the Tony Romo story that you just shared. If I'm in the fairway, I'm on, I'm on number four at Shatterbrook, straight hole, nothing fancy about it. I hit the drive in the middle of the fairway, and then I got an eight iron to, let's say, 140 yards straight to the pin. Okay. The pin's 140 yards away. I do the little zoom, zoom, and I get the little yardage, and it's 140 yards. Okay, I'll pull out an eight iron. No, 
I should not actually pull out an eight iron. I should pull out a nine iron to hit it 130 yards, be a little short of the pin so I don't go long and over because that's how far I hit my eight iron. I'm probably not going to put it right next to the hole. You know what I mean? I hear you. I hear you. And it's always in golf. It's always better to be, unless there's water in front of the green, the greens are sloped for the most part from back to front to accept a shot from the fairway. So if you're going to miss, miss it a little bit short. If you're going to miss, miss toward the center of the green. Uh, a good play. So how did, how did it turn out, Tim? Well, this is last year. I don't remember how it turned out. But this is just something that I'm working on because I see an 8-iron, and I see it's 140 yards away. I want to take this 8-iron and put it as close to the pin as possible. But there's so many times during a round where I do that, and then I put myself in an awful position, and then I'm double bogeying the hole before I know it. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's very similar to a, a lot of other players, Tim, that, they, the, the perception is I've got to hit great shots. I've got to be on my game. I've got to hit this one. I got to have the sweet swing on this one and hit it right in the sweet spot. And I want, I can picture it right next to the hole. That happened to Mark Amira many years ago. Uh, he had won that year. He'd won the masters earlier in the year in April, went to the open championship, wasn't playing very well. He's, he's he just he it wasn't happening for him, you know. I forget where he played, where he was playing. Wh- Didn't he venue. win both of them in the same year? He did, and he realized, you know what? I, my perception was that I needed to play in my A game in order to win a major. He said I didn't have my A game until the very end of the last day, but I would just kept hanging in there, and I kept after because he had won an, a, a major prior to that, that the Masters, uh, his first major. He said, you know what? I'm just going to do the best I can. And he found himself in a position where he could win, ended up beating Stuart Sink in a playoff and won his second major of the year. It was player of the year, PGA player of the year. Big learning experience for Mark then. Thought, man, you know what? I, I always thought that I needed to be on the top of my game in order to, be, to compete for a major, but that's not the case. And that was a big, that was a big uh, aha moment for him. Aha. Hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. That was a good conversation we just had. It was? Intelligent. No fart jokes. No but... fart jokes. No poop jokes. Okay. That's yeah, good. That's good. Maybe okay. we should take a break and talk about Tiger's swing at the Southern Hills place. Ooh, in yeah, Oklahoma. I got I tell you what, I got some uh I got some texts too from my buddies up in Tulsa. Did you? All right, yeah. let's take our second break. Go to voodoopainleaf.com. Get a free two-week supply of Voodoo Pain Relief Cream. It's a patented patented formula, and this product will take care of your aches and your pains. Patented. It's a a patented. Patented. I struggled a little bit there. There you go. You're you're rushing a little bit. I was choking on a cock. I was choking on a cock there. I'm sorry. Take take your time. Okay, let's start. Let's start over. Everyone go to VoodooPainRelief.com for a patented formula of Voodoo Pain Relief Cream. This product will take care of your pains. It'll take care of your aches. VoodooPainRelief.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Welcome back. Last segment. We've got two segments in the books now. That's good. Tim, you mentioned Tiger Woods, Southern Hills, PGA Championships coming up. We talked about the uh, the underdogs, the top, the 20 club pros that are going to be playing in it, 12 of them, first timers. Have you ever seen Southern Hills on television? I know they're playing the, the PGA that Tiger won in 07. They've yeah. been playing that on the Golf Channel. This is a lot like it's it's not Augusta, but it's the the level the elevation changes are a lot like Augusta. This is a tough course to walk. It's a <clears> tough walk. That's not it's good. a big, big course. The first hole is kind of like a ski slope. It's going, I mean, straight downhill. Number nine and eighteen have both elevated greens. The greens look pretty similar. Um, I can remember back in 07, it was man, it was hot. It was hot back then. It gets really hot and humid. And guys were rolling balls off the front of the green down the hill because it got so got so fast. But uh, Tiger, it looks like he's going to be playing. He's preparing for the PGA Championship. He was seen at Southern Hills this last week. So uh, what are your thoughts? Well, his swing looked normal. I mean, I, I, there's not really a whole lot to say. I mean, you would think that he would play the PGA Championship since he showed up. The big question after the Masters, would he play in the PGA Championship, which was just over a month away from the Masters? People thought it was interesting that he already committed to the Open. He already committed to the Pro-Am before the Open in St. Andrews, 150th Open, which makes sense, but that's a long ways away. You never really know how your body's going to feel at that point. Right. And he didn't commit to the PGA Championship yet, which makes sense. It's only a month away. He's at least preparing. I mean, we know that. I mean, he's he's seen he's seeing what uh, what the course looks like. He's getting a feel for it. That's one of the things when you play a practice round very early. You're not going to get the quite of the conditions that you would in the tournament, but you're going to be able to picture the the layout of the hole, what the greens are going to look like, the the breaks, all that stuff, uh, elevation changes. He's going to have an op- opportunity to practice for those type of conditions. 
you mentioned uh, the the pro am before the Open Championship. JP McManus, he's a friend of uh, friend of Tiger's, friend of Hank's, friend of Mark Amira's. He's a big uh, benefactor for the uh, actually the the whole country of Ireland, Northern Ireland. Uh, he he raises a lot of money for special needs and all that. And this is a big tournament that they have every year. It's nice that Tiger, I mean, it means a lot. Tiger typically doesn't go to these type of things. And uh, one of the things that the players get is they get really nice gifts for mm-hmm. showing up. You That's know? what Hank said. Yeah. He so, talked about it. Did he? Yeah. Yeah, I can remember, uh, um, you know, the, the Hank was talking about a lot of the, you know, nice watches and nice memorabilia. Uh, but uh, they get treated like kings, too, like all the PGA Tour events and all. So, What are yeah, your Tulsa t- friends saying about Tiger? Well, I mean, the Tulsa Country Club, the Southern Hills Country Club was up in arms. They were, they were uh, all the members wanted to go out there and view Tiger playing 18 holes up and close, you know, up close and personal. The head pro, uh, his last name is Cosby. I forget his, I think it's Kerry Cosby. He got to caddy for Tiger. Uh, Kerry Cosby's son caddied for someone else, one of Tiger's entourage. He had a pretty big entourage. I'm going to send you a picture, Tim. It is Kerry Cosby. Is it Kerry Cosby? Okay. Um, What an opportunity. I mean, how do you, I mean, all of a sudden you're caddying for Tiger Woods. That's pretty cool. Oh yeah, that's that's nice. Now he's caddying. He's he's not carrying the bag. He's driving a golf cart. But uh, oh, he's not carrying the bag. No, no, he's oh. not carrying the bag. But the general manager, the members start hear about it. They start coming out to the golf course and wanting to, you know, wanting to get up close and personally get pictures with Tiger. And they were told, "Hey, set guys, no one's going out on the course. Let leave him alone. Let him. He's t- playing a practice round. He's just out here getting a feel." Let's not have a spectacle. And so the members stayed up at the clubhouse. Now they could see him coming in on nine. They saw him tee off on 10. He made it, he'd make a chip shot and they'd applaud and he'd acknowledge them. It was, uh, I mean, it was just another example that this guy is much bigger than the game. People that don't are casual golf observers. When Tiger Woods is around, they're paying attention. So it, uh, it's good for the game. I hope he has a little bit better showing than he did at uh, the Masters. I did predict he was going to make the cut. I was saying top 20, but uh, he didn't quite do that. Uh, this is a little bit different. He won last time the PGA was at Southern Hills. Uh, I, I don't see him winning this one. I see him... Uh, I really, I, I don't see him making the cut here, to be honest. Yeah. I, I don't might, see him uh, making the cut. I'll expect him to grind to make He'll the cut. He'll grind. He always grinds. Yeah. He always grinds. I'll predict He's him grinding. to grind to make the cut. I mean, just like he did in the Masters. I was dead on with my Tiger Woods prediction, and I won't hear credit from any Hank Caney golf fan because I'm, you know, not a golf guy. But I predicted Tiger to grind, grind to make the Masters okay. cut. Okay. And right. That's exactly what he did. Yeah. He made it. He made it. And no one's throwing a party for me on the Hank Caney podcast. No fans no. are like, oh, Tim, you're the calling great- it. You're We're calling it luck. It's luck. Beginner's mm-hmm. luck. I'm an elite golf mind. I tell you what. You are. Yeah. I, I think we're rubbing off on you. I think you are. Yeah. No two chips, but, two putts, yeah. or penalty chips. No two chips, yeah. three putts, or penalty chips. See, look at that. I'm. I'm I should it's be a golf instructor. No three putts. Three putts. No two chips. Two chips. No penalty shots. No penalty shot. That's what I said yeah. the last time. I said two chips, two putts, no penalty shots the first time. 
Okay. That's my that's my formula for playing better okay. golf. No right. two chips, no two putts, no penalty shots. Yeah. I like the it, one putt. Okay. That's what I prefer right. to do. Okay. It's not all about you, Tim. <laughs> okay. So uh, I talked to Hank yesterday, and uh, he's been teaching quite a bit this, this week. This week's a big week for him. He's, he dropped, you dropped a podcast. I saw the title. And a lot of people right now, you know, the Masters is kind of the start of the golf season for a lot of us around the country. And a lot of us want to get better. Everyone wants to get better at their game. They don't know how to do it. There's a great podcast on how to select an instructor. Yes. Uh, you got to listen to it. Because I was going over that at our teacher training yesterday. I was going over that with the teachers. You know, a lot of teachers at, at golf courses, they're the only game in town. So if you want a lesson at that golf course, you got maybe one or two choices. That's not enough choices. Uh, two guys cannot satisfy the needs of all of the, 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 the customers that play at that golf course. So there is, if you really want to get the most out of your golf lesson and you want to improve your game, you want to get the most out of your practice, you've got to follow the prescription that Hank lays out in his how to select a, a teacher, how to analyze a teacher. It's, it's, it's a gem. It's, you got to listen to it, uh, take notes and, uh, follow the prescription and you'll find the teacher that's best for you. Mm-hmm. Good take. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was good. I, I saw that and I thought, man, that, that is awesome. He's talked about it many times over the years and, uh, you know what, you, you can't, you can't discount when it's, when, when it's a, a pearl of wisdom. You can hear it a bunch of times. You just got to let it soak in, Tim. Soak. Can you say soak? Soak. Okay. Perfect. I think we've had about enough of each other today. Well. Uh, Podcast. Is there anything else you want to talk about that's not gibberish? um, Well, I hear you're in an apartment now. Yeah. It's good. You know what? uh, My nutrition has gotten a lot better. Uh, When you're staying at a hotel for a long time, you don't get a chance to do the things that you know, a, a lot of the foods have preservatives. You can't prepare your foods. You've got to order it. I'm, I'm doing a lot of smoothies now. Not, really? Not, well, here's my smoothie. I call it a smoothie. It's a blended drink. I have spinach. Mm, yep. I have kale. Yep. I have some water. Okay. Half a cucumber. Some ginger. Half a cucumber? Yeah. Cucumbers aren't very big to begin with. Well, I mean, some of them are pretty big. Oh, you're talking about like the full thing. I thought yeah, you were talking yeah. about a cut up. Not a, not a half a cut up. Okay. Half of a whole cucumber. Okay. Uh, sometimes I'll put in some uh, some avocado. Where's the um, fruit? I put in some blueberries. There you go. And then uh, ice. Blend it up. Tastes good. And uh, it fills me up. And I'm um, doing good. Swap that water for orange juice. And no, 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 no. Yeah. Too much sugar. Too much sugar. I'm, telling I'm getting you, old. Got to watch myself. Got to watch my health. And uh, yeah, it's well, you're still good. looking good. Well, thank you. My little eyes are a little puffy today. I'm getting older. Are you in the same treatment as Tiger Woods? Puffy eye? Uh, does he have puffy eyes? No, he doesn't right now. Well, but. you know, he has he has a lot of allergies. He's always fighting allergies. Uh, you go to different parts of the country. You're not used to your system's not used to it. Is that what you're and, fighting? Uh, yeah, this is everything when everything's budding, when, when the, the, in the spring, when the flowers bloom, uh, the trees get their leaves on them again. Yeah. It's, it's allergy season. So, well, we don't have to worry about that over here. It's still like 45 degrees and yeah. cloudy. So just, uh, in a couple months, it'll be golf season for you. Yeah. 
supposed to be 64 degrees today and cloudy. Okay. Out of the next... What? Are there any golf courses that are open? Out of the yeah. next eight, nine days, looks like six of them are going to be cloudy. Yeah, there's golf courses open. Shatterberg Golf Course is open. They don't mess around. Now, would you and Haley ever consider moving a little bit south of Minnesota? Iowa? South. Going to Iowa? A little bit south of that. Um, I mean, into the warm weather. Oklahoma? You, got- you, want, you, want, you want me to work for you in Dallas? No, not necessarily. I mean, you're more than welcome to come here. It, uh, you would, you would I give me a job? I was wondering. I, I was just wondering. You've got a job, Tim. You've got a, you've got a oh, big yeah. job. I do. I do. I bet you would now, give did me you a do job. Any, did you do any NFL podcasts for the draft? Yeah. Did uh, Minnesota get a good uh, pick? They traded back 20 spots from 12 to 32, so a lot of Minnesota Vikings fans didn't like that. But they gained another pick, number 34. And they drafted this guy called Lewis Sign, who nobody's ever heard of before, some safety. Um, okay. So I guess we'll have to wait and see. Where, what college did he go to? I don't even know. Really? Yeah. I think Cincinnati, maybe. It was a spectacle last night at uh, the Las Vegas NFL draft round one. Oh, he played for Georgia, it looks like. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um this week on the PGA Tour, we've got uh, the tournament down in Mexico. It's a Mexican Open, Mexico Open. V- Vidanta, uh, is Vallarta, Mexico. Vidanta, Vallarta is the name of the course. It's a Greg Norman course. Well, I mentioned this before. This is my, my closing comments, Tim. My Mexican brothers, you know, it's been well documented that I'm half Mexican. My mom was Mexican, dad German. My Mexican brothers are doing well. Uh, got a lot of guys in the, the field, uh, guys that you never even see on TV, that just because the venues in Mexico, now they're, uh, they're, <laughs> they're showing them, like uh, uh, Carlos Ortiz. You never see him in another tournament unless he's winning. Paying now they tributes. showed him a lot. Yeah, they showed him a lot. Uh, we've got uh, Santiago de la Fuente is playing. He's a big name down there. He got a sponsor's ex- exemption. Hmm. Uh, this is, uh, Camilo, Camilo Villegas. He is not, he's Argentinian. He's not Mexican, but again, Latin American. That's great. Uh, Rafa Cabrera Bello, Spaniard. Uh, they got, uh, a, a good showing of, uh, Latin American players. Manuel Inman, uh, Jose Cristobal Islas. Hmm. You see how I've got the good pronunciations? Uh, Jose Antonio it. Safa. Is playing. Uh, these are guys that Alvaro Ortiz. So Carlos's younger brothers got got a start in this, got an exemption. Wow. So, so. well, everyone, thanks for listening to this episode of the Hank Katie podcast. While Steve's rallying off those Mexican names, he still might do be doing that after we uh, close this podcast, just to honor his Mexican heritage. We hope everyone has a great weekend. Hit bombs, make putts, and leave the flight stick because it is Darryl. a statistical advantage. Andres Romero, he's in it. I'm, I'm, I'm relishing in this. Uh, Till next time, Tim. Remember, Steve. remember, hit bombs. Yep, I just said that. Okay, alrighty, all right. Adios, mofo. no two chips, no two putts, no penalty shots. Well, because uh, the Mexican Open at Vidanta, I, I want to end the, the podcast and say one thing to you. Adios, mofo. <laughs>
The Hank Haney Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.